1: Z here, episode 11, wow, we've come a long way since the beginning of the year, well and so have the Lions, coming off this bad loss against the Bears, this week we have UJ, he sings a song for the depressed Lions fans, then we talk about are the Lions better off with or without Caldwell, is defense or offense the bigger problem, Mitch Trubisky stops by for a little bit, and then we talk about why Stafford trade talk is absolutely ludicrous and then we'll talk about the game that lions fans decided and matt stafford is our guy once you get to the end of the podcast if you enjoy what you've heard please listen share subscribe this podcast we appreciate everybody for listening now let's get this pod rolling Podcast where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about; it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Um, eight oh three PM. And the Lions are coming off yet another blowout loss, this time to the Chicago Bears on the road, 34-22. to 22. But before we get into anything, UJ, I think you said you had a few words. Yeah. Um, I was reading a lot of the
2: comments on MLive and Pride of Detroit and such, and uh, people are really blue right now about the Lions, you know, really feeling sad. And it inspired me to write this little ditty. Uh, When the lions are in slumps like this, it's called a lion's lament. And it goes something like this. Backwards down the field, a Lions team that often yields, oh, and when the blue and silver came, oh, time to dig their grave, <laughs> go soft, lose the game, dishonored, you'll go down in flames. <laughs> down the field, so Stop. lame, an opponent's victory. I think my soul just died
3: lens.
4: Oh man Dear God yeah, Aid,
1: what What is <laughs> wow. well, This is not how we want to lead this
4: podcast Wow
5: <laughs> <You're gay. laughs> What
1: happened to you You were really digging deep into those comments You were like. supposed
5: to
4: bring I balance
3: To the Kool-Aid not join them I was completely out of Kool-Aid
2: Man I, I'm like I'm struggling here boys I understand oh, It was it a rough
4: I can't even be mad at him. It's like the anti Kool Aid.
1: <sighs> oh my God! I mean, so, I mean, this is yet. I mean, this <laughs> is the fourth game this year where the Lions have just been completely like overwhelmed and outmatched at every
4: phase of the yep. game. They don't even look prepared. They don't even look like they tried to prepare.
1: And that's that's why it, it's just incredible. And that's why I wanted to kind of start off this by asking: Is this team better off now? That they were a year ago under Jim Caldwell.
3: It's right where Patricia wants it. I think he wanted this <laughs> season to come out and like, you know, he didn't want them to get too big on, them, big it for their britches, you know, too quick. So he wanted to really like set us behind the eight ball, take us back a few notches. He wanted we so we, you know, we picked up a few encouraging games, but then give up big losses to, you know, middling teams, but uh, you know. I think he has them right where he wants them. You watch. Second mm. half of the season. Here we come. This is the second half okay. of the season. We just got blown out by the Bears. <laughs> it's second, yeah. fifth, two-fifths of the season. Watch
1: out. There's seven-eighths. There's seven-eighths left of the season, buddy. Watch hey, out. In all honesty, seven-
3: despite...
2: We
1: are still alive for the Super Bowl, boys. Just remember that. We are
2: mathematically not eliminated yet. No. But, um... I think this team is definitely playing for next year. Um, here's what we got to not do right now, okay? We can't blame ownership because it doesn't matter. It's just the stupidest argument there is because it's not going to change. So there's nothing we can change. Patricia's a first-year coach. He's he's got to he's got to do his thing, and it might take a year or two. I hate to say that because everyone expected this team to come in and win right away. But I don't think that's going to be the case, and I think some of these guys are going to have to buy in. Some guys won't; they'll get rid of them in a, in a year or so. I think it's going to be a whole different looking team, a, a much better team. And the constants are going to be Patricia, Quinn, and Stafford. Stafford will be here, no doubt. When this thing turns around, it's going to. It's going. It's to. kind of stupid
4: on ninety-seven-one. They're all talking about like, oh, well, maybe we'll try and trade Stafford next year, and then we could finally start this rebuild. Like, you really think Stafford's the biggest problem with this team? Like, that's ridiculous. It's lunacy.
1: Yeah, it's it's completely lunacy. It's, it's a
4: waste of time and argument because it's never going to happen.
3: And it shouldn't happen. Stafford's, I would lose a lot of faith in this team if it happened. Stafford is the one thing I'm 100% sure about. Of He's the team. only part of this team. <laughs> and and, and carry-on. I'm pretty sold on carry-on. And on, snacks. So. I'll give you oh, snacks, too. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just saying he is now, the hey, heart and soul of this no, team. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Beyond any one other player.
2: That's not to say he doesn't share some of the blame for oh, this absolutely. The oh, downfall no doubt. we're having here. Because he's not been playing great. But in the list of problems this team has, he's down the
4: list. He's at the bottom, right. for me, of the list.
2: Yeah. He needs I mean, to, he's you're the, right, he needs to,
4: to play better, but there's so many more problems than Matt Stafford on this team to address. And to me,
1: yep. I think some of the biggest problem is um, the Lions on the field. They just seem to be completely lost at times. And that's why I'm wondering – if it is indeed this coaching staff and someone that's not getting enough heat, Jim Bob Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter gets the heat every week, but we've barely mentioned Paul Pasqualeone. And maybe that's because we think Matt Patricia's like the de facto defensive coordinator. And this guy is kind of along for the ride, but he is technically the defensive coordinator by name. And the defense is just right. absolutely abysmal yeah. and completely lost in
4: the field. I mean, Patricia yeah. was Especially hired pretty early late. So like a lot of the, Coordinator options were like already picked up by other coaches. So I don't know if it was just a last minute thing like, I'm going to hire my buddy and we'll see where it goes, but it doesn't seem to be working. Also, I'm not really yeah. sure. We, we don't really know right how counter. much of the defense is Patricia's or Pasqualani's.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, well, I think I he's going to see a lot of turnover.
5: Boston College's
1: year. defense this year, where pa- Pasqualini was the head coach and, and defense coordinator, uh, or no, he was the defense coordinator, sorry, has actually improved since he left. Oh, of course, but <laughs> um, That's <kind> of funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Lions' defense this year has given up an average passer rating above 116. It is, I mean, that is that is really really bad, guys. It's it's second worst yeah. in the league, and they they rank almost in the bottom third of every single defensive category, besides sacks, which were. People are clearly reading our coverages now because we used to get those coverage sacks. We're not even getting those anymore.
2: No, we're not. Well, we got a bunch of slow D backs running around out there. I mean, especially with Slay out, it's it's a killer. I mean, Sheed yesterday, he got burned on that one touchdown. It looked so bad. Oh, it looked terrible. The he guy his D Warren. The set guy blew right past him,
1: and Sheed just he he yeah. bit inside really hard. But he had the speed to make it up. But, I mean, it, at that point, it was kind of late. He, was, he did not have time to turn his head yeah, around. And but, Trubisky, to his credit, did you made see a perfect he, back shoulder throw in the end zone.
2: Yeah, he did. But did you see she turned around and goes,
1: oh, shit. And he's just, yep. like, pumping. Like he, was, he, he knew he was burned, man. He knew it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was bad. Um. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about the defense some more. But I also want to bring up again 10 sacks last week. Six more this week, so 16 sacks in the last two weeks. Um, And the Lions' defense uh, also not getting much pressure. The the, the top two teams in the NFC North have two of the best defensive lines in football, and those two definitely go hand in hand. And it's just a problem for me when the Lions consistently – have no pass rush, and every and the the best teams in the league constantly do. And the Lions have been missing it for years. They keep relying on Ziggy Ansah. He played 15 snaps in this game, and he got zero pressures. Zero. Our 17 million dollar
3: practice player got zero pressures. We bet it all on you know red with Ziggy. And this year that he be our pass rush presence and. We knew Not his injury anything. history going in, and we still signed him. Hey, like we all said at the beginning, yeah. we were okay with it, but it, this is what we get. This is the downside of that chance. <laughs> and we're getting it full in the face. Yeah. Hardly any presence from Ziggy all year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's funny when things go bad, how everything goes bad. Oh, and the cool bad. thing
3: when Carry On <laughs> dove for the end zone like a Superman dive, that was awesome.
4: That was the one cool thing. About
3: the that, that was like a classic, like Walter Payton just going yeah. over the top. That was so cool. You don't see that too much anymore.
2: That was cool. <laughs> no, that was classic Payton. You're right. That was pretty awesome.
1: Uh,
2: they should not hit yeah. blunt the ball. Garrett Johnson finally had his first fumble
1: in this game, too. So he uh, un- unfortunately is not. The- uh, he he was he was, he just fit perfectly in this game as a whole. I guess in that regard, of uh, having his first turnover. Um,
3: yeah, I'm not ready to pin it on him.
1: He did. Yeah. No, of course not. No, I mean the problems run very much deeper than this. Carryon Johnson's still the 11th leading rusher in the league, so it's hard to believe that we're saying that about any Lions rusher considering the last I don't know five six years.
3: Yeah, I wish I just want to see him on. a – I want to see someone. I want to see an offensive coordinator who can actually come in and just make good use of the weapons that we have and know how to free them up to make plays. Like, that's what I just see lacking right now. Guys like that, if we could just put them to proper use and have good play calls to set things up, I think we could somehow scavenge the season. I don't think that person's Jim Bups.
4: I don't think we're going to fire him before the end of the season, unfortunately.
1: No.
2: Yeah, I predicted that he'd be gone this week, but uh, apparently they're staying with him. So I was wrong there, but uh,
1: he's got to go. I'm ex- uh, Jim Bob is not I, Matt Patricia's I, guy, I, and I feel like Jim Bob will be gone after this year, especially the way this season is trending very quickly. Um, yeah, I, I just the, I, I feel like the defense is almost the bigger problem, than the offense, but they kind of going they're kind of going hand in hand at this point. Um, both are going in the. In a downward arrow, um, they're yeah. definitely not trending up by any means.
4: And this discipline we were hyped up from Patricia has not arrived. And Patricia's game management yeah. against the Bears was truly terrible. I thought.
1: Yeah, so, we went for it early yeah, on fourth two and two one. Two red
4: flags were. We and had and no we time for a an comeback. Even shorter fourth and one. Why didn't we let Prater take the fifty-five yarder too? Yeah. I feel like you should trust him in that situation. Yeah, I, mean, I do not like that either. Six.
1: In Chicago, you never know with the kicking. But, I mean, he he's proven to be a good kicker in Chicago. He made us –
4: we so. watched him see a 63-yarder in Chicago. So, you know, I don't know if I – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I just don't know, you know. That's the
1: – I do want to <laughs> give a big – um. I want to clap. Zach Zenner was the leading uh, – had the biggest rush of the game at 12 yards. So Wow. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, w- I was cheering. I mean, how, glad are, you guys, how glad are we to have Zach Zenner back? We didn't touch on this last week, so I just want to touch on this briefly. Uh,
4: I personally don't really care that he's back, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I personally am glad he's well, a
2: really good special teams guy. And uh, I think my son pointed out to me, uh, he he he's like 15 pounds heavier, and he's like 5% body fat now. He's unbelievable. He's jacked in that time off, he was using it well to work out and stuff, so I don't know. What
1: yeah, else? Run Dog. I think you had mentioned uh, before, would you take Zenner over Blunt? Well, after watching this game, Blunt looked, he looked really bad in this game. He looked um, yeah. heavier and slower than he has all season, in my opinion, especially in this one, and I would take Zenner over Blunt at this point.
3: <laughs> I just don't see why the coaches... That's another cooter thing, too. We kind of stick with the the cold hands, the the people who you just have high expectations for, but kind of no real proof on the field of it. Just like Dwayne Washington, we just keep hammering an ineffectual Blunt. So, I mean. Yeah.
2: Blunt's, blunt looks awful. It It's sad.
1: Yeah, especially when you see um, makes... so many young running backs um, doing so well in this league. To hold on to Blunt for another year after this, um, I would not expect that to happen,
2: personally. No, not at all. Hey, I get I get why they did it. I mean, if you look at Blunt the last two years, oh yeah, uh, I mean, he's won Super, two Bowl, Super Bowl, he he was really.
4: You can't blame him. he's
2: really, signing him for sure. He's got no pop, man. He just he just sort of floats into the line, gets stuffed there. It's just I don't know.
3: He's got nothing. Yeah, he doesn't carry any sort of real momentum through the hole. He just kind of plods. No, yeah. um,
1: I I do want to mention that. Uh, what, on based on this question, is, is this team better off than they were a year ago? Um Terrell Austin did get fired after nine games with the Bengals.
3: So Yeah, I saw that.
4: They,
3: yeah, you did. They
1: gave up fifty one points to the Saints. Granted it's the Saints. But um
3: Yeah.
1: But see, nobody ever says that about the Lions offense. Like the Rams, the Saints, like the Chiefs. This this offense is so much talent and they're scoring and unstoppable. I feel like that's what the Lions offense at the beginning of this year.
3: Honestly,
5: Those
1: expectations have never been met, and the talent has been there in the past, and it's just never been the, met. And that's some of the where the, the frustration comes from, from the fans on so many levels.
3: This Lions offense yeah. makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm sitting there like, we have the talent, right? Like, as much as these guys over here, and, like, I look at our lines and our receiving core and our running back and just, Stafford and like right, we're talented, but then it's like the other guys who look like they got maybe as much, a little bit less probably, tend to have way more success than us. It's like what in the world is going on?
2: Hey, let's talk about the line for one let's second. Let's do it. Now, cause, uh Taylor Decker Taylor Decker's getting owned mm-hmm. out there these days. He he looked he looked awful in that game against the Bears. One play in particular where just Mac just literally ran him over. Like, jeez. <laughs> I think Sanderson just put pulled him up. it was unbelievable.
1: I mean, I agree with you about Taylor Decker, but I think um, actually having an even worse year is Rick Wagner. He's having statistically a very, very bad year. He's, he's one of the lowest-rated right tackles in the past game this year. Ricky. Our tackles are getting pushed back into Stafford.
2: They're not holding their ground, you know. They're getting pushed back. No, you know, I mean literally. Last game
1: against the Vikings, Taylor Ducker technically had a sack on Matt Stafford because he got pushed right in, into him.
2: Right, he did. Um, that... But yeah, he's. I think something's wrong with him. I, I've seen articles written where maybe he's hurt or something's wrong with him, but he, he's not. They're not saying, and he's playing like there is. I mean, he he doesn't have that quickness he had initially when he was his rookie year. Yeah, I don't know. He's,
1: I know he's coming in and out of game and, a couple and, times this year for with uh, back issues. So, I mean, if anything's going to affect you as an offensive lineman and your spurt, uh, it's going to be your back. Yeah. Um, I'd almost
2: rather see him put the rookie kid in there, Crosby. Even if you had to put him in a guard somewhere. I mean, you put, want to put your five best linemen out there, right? So Yes, I agree. I, I and I'm the
1: surprised they haven't uh, tested more. around with that a little bit because Wiggins also has not been very good at right guard.
3: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Why haven't we looked at someone else? There's got to be someone better than Wiggins out there. I don't know.
4: I mean, that's uh, another question about Bob Quinn and like how much blame for this team he has. You know? Well, I
2: mean, I think that's yeah. In hindsight, you can say that, but sure. He, I think he was really trying to make some moves. I mean, it wasn't for lack of effort. They might not have paid off, but. I mean, I think Lang's an all-pro guy. Wagner was the best tackle coming out of free agency. He took a couple of first-round draft picks, a third-round draft
4: picks. So is mean, it, it's not like he's not trying. Is it bad I, luck, or is Bob Quay I honestly think awesome the ball. single
3: biggest problem this season, and this I know this is a dead horse and we beat the crap out of it, but was that we stick with Jim Bob Cooter because that's where Patricia should have came in and cleared house and replaced it with all new guys. And you kept a little bit of that old uh, regime around, and I think that's somewhat infected what's going on now. And uh, on top of that, I know you that, keep
1: talking about you, Jim Bob Cooper, he's so ineffectual
3: I, as an offensive coordinator.
1: I, I, I don't think the first and most important problem with this team is offense, I think it is defense.
3: Oh, I know. We I, just, I agree. We
1: just faced Mitchell Trubisky. Mr. Bisky, the guy we kept making fun of every week on this um, podcast, his stat line in this game, 23 of 30, 355 yards, three touchdowns, a, and a rating of 148.6. So, literally five points off
3: a perfect score. Yeah, and that's that is terrible. Difference. I get that. and But we knew the defense was going to be the weaker unit. It's all about where we allocated resources and where we loaded up was on the offense. We knew we were ignoring some needs on defense, so we We needed this offense to come out and perform at a level that Jim Bob Cooter just simply isn't able to get them to play on a consistent basis. And that is where I think it's – that's where I send it back to him. If you get a better coordinator, this, this team should have been able – much more competitive despite weaker second uh, defensive players.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And that that's kind of like a trend I guess around the league as well. Now that you mentioned it, um the Rams, the the Chiefs, the Saints, these are all teams that have put more of their resources into the offense over the defense and it's pretty much proven to be a winning formula. So,
3: yeah.
5: Um
1: I mean every game that the the Chiefs are I the Chiefs have scored 30 or more points and I think every game but one this year. Wow. Um and How's their defense topped to in the league? Their defense? Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, I can look that up in a few moments here. Well,
2: yeah, but Our defense has done enough to keep us in most games. Our offense yeah. can't do it. Yeah, anything.
4: our defense needs to improve. It's, it's bad. Even against the Bears, we had opportunities
3: to come back in that game, and we did not take them. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the defense is playing about how I expected or, well, on the lower end of what I had hoped.
5: <laughs>
3: but... Keeping us in games with a high powered offense, which in theory we had built. But anyway, I think we've uh, exhausted that part of this conversation. And an, and
1: answer your question, Connor, um, Kansas City is tied for 16th, right in the middle of the pack at 24 points per game. Given okay. Up.
4: So the winning formula is an average defense and a really good offense.
1: Yeah, basically.
2: but we are a
4: very below average defense, so it's not and an well, average offense. <laughs> you yeah, are... because
1: New Orleans is twenty third in the league in uh, points per game, and St. Louis is twelfth. So none of them elite defenses by any means. Um, but I I do want to um touch on this Lions Bears game one more time. Um, I believe we have someone special calling in. Uh, I uh, I I think Mitch Trubisky is on the line. Mitch, Mitch, are you there? Uh, uh, I,
3: wait, I I I how'd this work. Uh, uh, hey Mitch? Hello, Mitch? Yeah, you're, you're on the phone. Yeah, hey, it's working.
2: Yeah. It, it. Uh, uh, cool, cool. Who is
1: this? Hello. <laughs> Mitch, how did you it feel about just, going against the Lions defense this week?
2: Uh it was it was good. Uh when I went back to pass the ball, uh there was like no one even on my guys, and I just like threw the ball to them. It it was kinda easy. uh, uh yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, how do, how do you uh, <laughs>
1: what do you think of Matt Patricia, Mitch?
2: Oh. Uh, he's got a really cool beard, man. It's it's like really bushy. It's his beard. I, my beard is not good, as you can <laughs> see. My mustache is kind of like um, like people said. I'm like a '70s like porn star wannabe, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but he's got a great beard,
1: man. Really, like, I love it. Uh, I mean, we're hey, Mitch, we're all from Chicago as well. Where's your favorite place to get um, a bite to eat after the game? What? I'm in Chicago. <laughs> I know. That's what
3: I said.
2: Uh, oh. Oh. The, the food, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, at the, I go, I like go to McDonald's a lot. <laughs> I like,
5: I so, like. Are you supposed flavors. to eat a healthy diet,
3: Mitch? Well, uh,
2: what? I, I, uh, I don't I know what, to, uh... what you mean? All right, Mitch. Uh, uh, well, you well
1: thank on? you for no. joining us. Uh, I'm glad you can call in. Well, if you can figure wait. out how to hang up the phone. Uh,
2: it's the red one, man. Wait, guys, got, come on! I don't have any friends. I want to kill one, kill one while. Uh, 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 all right, he's gone.
1: He he's gone. Thank God. <laughs> oh. man, that was rough. That was hard you, to listen uh, to. Mitch Trubisky, everyone, the the guy that um just <laughs> almost had a perfect pass rating against the Detroit Lions.
3: <laughs> Zach lied to us, everybody. Zach misled us. He was a false prophet this year. He told us that Mitch Trubisky would suck. I mean, he's been bad. He's been a bad quarterback
1: this
4: year. He's gotten a lot of fantasy points this year.
1: If you're looking for a cure for your um, offensive woes, come and play the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Um, At least in the last few weeks, for certain. But yeah, that's true. We we got to drink some Kool-Aid, guys. The line, a lot of us predicted 10 and 6 is the Lions record. Well, guess what? There's no it's more room 10, for baby. error. <laughs> There's no more room for error for this Detroit Lions team. Yeah, that's true. Um, they are 3 and 6. Uh,
3: it's all part of the plan. It's
4: all, the, right. the Lions went out. I'm starting to man. feel it now. So the Lions
1: games. have three straight home games, guys. They have three straight home games. They play the Panthers they play the Bears and they play the Rams. Um these are three wow. straight home games the Lions have. And then they go on the road against the Cardinals, against the Bills, and then they're at home against the Vikings. And then on what I'm sure will be the national primetime game in the last week of the season, Lions going to the Packers.
2: Yeah. For that for that tenth victory. Yep, for that
1: tenth victory. For exactly. We'll go in so I'm I'm just saying I mean the Lions are underdogs this week at home oh against the Panthers,
3: but we
1: gotta drink that Kool Aid. Panthers coming off a pretty bad game I can too.
4: Against <laughs> the Steelers.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we'll get in that a little bit um, towards the end of the pod. But I'm just saying overall, I mean the NFL is a a tricky league. Teams can turn around at any moment, and you just gotta. We just got to keep believing and trust in the process. As, as the people... Don't laugh when you're saying that. Zach. You're, I'm you're laughing, laughing at the phrase trust the process because it's used quite frequently <laughs> these days and I hate using it. But he... just... I will say, um, I will note one, uh, one other item before I move on to the next segment is that um, the Lions have waved the savior, Lenzy P- Pipkins, the quarterback. No! He, played, it, he played a two game.
5: I really 13 special
1: team snaps.
3: <laughs> he was, he was my, like, rock, I really thought he was going to bring us back.
2: Lenzy, we have the new
3: And you guys,
1: Sam Martin is also out of the hospital. so He can continue being near the bottom of the league and netting punt yards. Ouch! What happened to him? Did they say? The um, the I have no idea. Yeah. what happened. I think he had a broken heart. So, <laughs> I I I don't know. Well. I didn't know anything. Uh, oh, he was spitting up blood after yeah, one we play. Paid. I'm reading right now. Michael <clears throat> Rothstein just reported. But um, oh, I want to I want well. I want to move back to a positive note. And uh, hey. Connor, you were saying everybody on the the ticket today railing on Stafford. You know what, what? I, want to bring back. I want to bring it back to what made us love Stafford so much. And I'm going to bring back a game that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Oh yeah. Um, this was a game, Stafford, a rookie. The Lions coming off of their own 16th season this year. They had one win against the Redskins already, but they were still struggling. They were a struggling team. This is November 22nd, 2009. The season's already over. The Lions are 1-8 going against a 1-8 Cleveland Browns team. Most people not going to watch this game, right? The Lions win this game 38-37. And just a truly remarkable game. Um, How about that
3: game? Someone else,
4: who wants to break down the end of this game for me? Right,
3: let's see here. Well, well Connor, you were there, been buddy. There,
4: I can say uh, the, the Browns came out strong early, and we were yes, all Yes, up 24-3
1: like, after yep. the first quarter.
4: We were all like, oh, my God. The Browns are going to blow us out at home. Like, this might actually be worse than 0-16. Like, I, people were leaving the stadium, like, when they went up 24-3. Um, So, it was, like, probably 70% full towards the end. But, ah, uh, Stafford just lit up like a tree. And then, you know, on that last play, the pass interference, and everyone was like, oh, my God, we had the extra play. But then, like, Stafford's out, and everyone's like, no way. Dante Culpepper is going to mess this up. Because you know it's Dante Culpepper, um, and everyone was just feeling really down. And then Stafford just comes back, and like this, this halo, like just shines. This- well, let's remember how he came back. <laughs> yeah, he got uh, he got a big shoulder injury. Um, he got blasted. On he got blasted. The last play. Yeah, absolutely Great. exposed. So well, ever- on that
1: play, but- Stafford is rolling out. He's running around. There's no time left on the clock. It's hail mary time. Stafford. Leaves his body on the line to throw to wait for that last second to throw up that deep ball, and he gets absolutely plastered. I don't remember the lineman. Uh, I would have to look it was up. It was uh, it Sean Smith? Some... Yes, yes. And then yeah. um, he gets he gets injured, and uh, he he, thought, he manages to get up to the line yeah. and th- and um, but the Browns, in a miracle of all miracles, call a timeout. Stafford is allowed to come back into the game with Seven, one yeah. arm and one shoulder, basically, and throws a touchdown past the Brandon Pettigrew to win the game.
4: He didn't even know at but first Stafford's that he a... had that extra. Yeah. He could like, come in, and then he's all on the ground crying, and then he's like, wait, 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 wait. wait! I can play if you need me to play. And then the the uh, trainer's trying to keep him down. He's like, what the? Get the f And he almost swears, and then he's like, get off me. And he pushes himself up and goes into play and won the game, and I think that's when we were all so alarmed. It's the greatest
1: okay. mic up. If anybody's mm-hmm. listening, look up Matt Stafford Cleveland Brown's mic Ever. up. I, I love Culpepper's
3: face right there when he finally comes running back over. <laughs> the, like, I, can, I can throw it for you. if you let me throw it, I'll throw it. And Cole like, gosh, darn it.
1: <laughs> moping away. Um, I just wanted to bring this game up specifically because this is the game that everybody finally came around and maybe they're coming around already, but I mean, this is the one, this is the grit, the determination, the leadership, the ability, everything. in this one game is what made us truly believe that Stafford was our leader. No matter what, we're going to follow him to the end of his career. Uh, and when people get on the radio and stuff like that and talk about Matt Stafford and, you know, trade him and stuff like that, I come back to this game. This is my first memory. This is, and that guy is that guy is still in there. It it seems like he's in there a little less this year, as we've noted on here before. But I mean, this is our guy. This is <laughs> we're going to ride him no matter what. He's we don't even know like, bound to him like yeah. a marriage. It's it's a marriage.
4: <laughs> There's so um, many other factors to Stafford's play, like. You know, like the O line not showing up. Like he might be tired of the scheme. Like we just there's things we just don't know. So,
1: yeah, exactly. oh, and that that's something else. I wanted to kind of tie this back into the offense a little bit as well. In this game, Matt Stafford, twenty twenty six of forty three, four hundred twenty two yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, just a wild stat line. And That second I interception
4: almost, was kind of not his fault. It was like a hail mary thing,
1: you know. Yeah, but um. But the point I'm trying to make is uh, a stat line like that is kind of what I missed from Stafford. And Scott Linehan, his time wore out in Detroit. But I will give him credit for this and Jim Schwartz for this matter. They told Matt Stafford, we don't care what you do. Just chuck it around and use that God-given beautiful golden arm of yours. It, it, Are you going to throw some interceptions? Sure. Yeah. But the, ri- the risk—the is uh, the reward is going to outweigh the risk. And it, it, it was very Brett Barravesque. It was very exciting. But now in the Jim Bob Cooter era, it's very, you know, sink and dump. And, like, you got to find the open receiver.
4: Not a lot of picks, but a lot less exciting.
1: And I don't know if you, – hey, you Yeah, know, the picks are coming lately, yeah. though.
2: That started under
1: Caldwell, well, let, you know. Let me make one more point here. Uh, I don't know if you guys – do you guys listen to Michael Lombardi at all? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so Michael Lombardi likes to say there's offensive coordinators that attack schemes and there's one that try to, you know, they try to pick the perfect play. And if the, the perfect play doesn't work, your, your team is um, uh, you're, you're It's just going to go really bad for you. And the teams that are more successful are the ones that you, they attack schemes by using the players that have the ability to attack the schemes. And the Lions just seem to try to be the, the team that try to pick the perfect play instead of, Throw it like for years yeah. we said throw it to Kelvin. You know what? Like no matter what the scheme is, throw it to Kelvin. This guy's gonna catch it. But if it's a Jim Bob Cooter scheme, yeah. it's like Kelvin's got to be open. Otherwise, don't throw it to him type thing. And that's what I miss from Matt I think Stafford. there's something just to, just to that. Making some wild throws, taking some risks. We don't see that much anymore.
2: No, you're right. That's a good point. oh, uh, so here's
3: Cooter's got to go. <laughs>
1: It's a long <laughs> way of saying it, yes.
3: <laughs> um,
1: but I mean, and I understand the X's and O's of it, but I mean, sometimes it's just so frustrating because I, I want more of the Brett Favre, the wild man Stafford throwing the ball than this. You got to be super precise, make the perfect audible type of um, thrower. And that that's definitely been a big change from the Linehan era to, well, I mean, we can forget about the Lombardi era, but uh, to the Cooter era, more or less. Because Lombardi is only a year, so. Or no, it's two years. It was a year and
3: a half. Supposedly supposedly a year and a half. And then he gave it to Cooter, and Cooter seemed so much better by comparison, but that was not so much. How do you think this uh, team would be doing if we still had Linehan right now, like this year
2: specifically? Well, that's what I was going to say. Dallas, is, he's kind of a little been on the outs
1: with Dallas lately. They were talking about taking the play calling away from him. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I, don't I mean, know they haven't want... fired him at all in, in a, I don't know, how, what has he been there, five, six years now?
3: At least, yeah, been a oh, a while. yeah. Maybe I'd like him back. All I know is that there were reasons we were happy to see him go, too, but it's hard to yeah, remember I'm, what they were. I'd rather go
4: a new direction. But I was just curious where you thought we'd be if we still had him versus
3: Jim Bob. Oh, I think we'd be a lot better. With him.
2: Yeah, I I think so too. I think he
3: he knows what he's doing. He may not be perfect, but he knows how to call an offense. Yeah, I mean, I thought also some of that was Jim
1: Schwartz, um, his like his giving Scott Linehan the go ahead to say, you know, take some more risks. Um, yeah, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was notably and outspokenly conservative play caller. He has been his whole career, and Jim Bob yeah. Cooter, and maybe maybe because this is his first offensive coordinator job that he's ever known, and Jim Caldwell was his first boss, um, that he is still taking those conservative tendencies along with him, even now. Yeah, he, he's afraid to make mistakes. He's he's playing
2: yeah, way too conservative. He's he's afraid to take risk. He's risk averse by nature. I think I don't know. We're we'll getting deep here. We need to attack more. <laughs> We need to attend. No, yeah, I agree. I
3: that's
4: those what shorts teams weren't perfect. Some of them were bad, but they were almost always entertaining. Like You almost always had fun watching those teams. Oh, yeah. Well, shorts had attitude. Isn't that yeah. really what yeah. sports even have <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want them back, but
2: <laughs>
4: when all of a sudden uh,
2: – Shorts was his own and... worst – yeah. yeah.
4: And Schwartz team is, yeah. Could
2: use a little attitude infusion.
3: His ego grew too big.
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit.
3: <laughs> he he'll <laughs> get another job, I think, if he wants it. But um He he he, well. he he went from being the smartest man in the room to knowing he was the smartest man in the room <laughs> by the end of his career where like he was just like like telling everyone like their quarters and stuff, like people like that we can't know what we're talking about because we're not the pros. And it's like we get we got eyes, guy. We can see what's happening. And what's, wow.
1: um, what's one thing the Lions at the top of their peak when they had Jim Shorts? What is the one thing they had? I mean, they had multiple things, but the best thing about their defense was that they had a super dominant defensive line, and they oh, yeah. have definitely gone by the yeah. wayside. Very, yeah. yeah, that yeah. line was... Sure. I All mean, look at the Jaguars. <laughs> look at the Jaguars last year. They had Blake Bortles at quarterback, and they made the AFC Championship and, and almost won it. And that's because <laughs> of a dominant defensive line. And it... it the Giants beat the Patriots twice with dominant defensive line. you got to have a dominant defensive line in this league. Right. And the Lions don't have that now by any stretch. And Bob so Quinn decided, have... like you said, Jack, put his investment and faith and hope on the offense and is not panned out. And as a result, we're getting these kind of blowouts right here. I
4: feel like we're sending conflicting messages, yes, though, because earlier we just said all you need is a dominant offense. And now we're saying you need a dominant defensive line to be good. I mean, I'm, I've i I've been saying personally. Well, me Zach,
1: the Big Z, <laughs> um, has been when, saying the defense is the first problem, but the rest of you are saying offense. So we're we're often conflicting viewpoints here, different opinions on what matters. Oh, more. I
4: see. Sorry, I thought you were. Never mind. I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Um. So we're gonna move on. I just want to get to a quick um divisional recap. Divisional, divisional recap. This week, um, the Vikings off on a bye week. They're going to play the Bears next week on Sunday night.
4: do I hope they get that win.
1: <laughs> that that's kind of nice too. That game to flexed a Sunday night because the Bears had to travel to Detroit on Thanksgiving on a very short week. Now it was already short, now it's even shorter for them. Um, what the happened? Packers, the the game uh, on Sunday night, the Vikings Bears is on. It, well, it was supposed to be a noon game. Now it's flexed to Sunday night.
3: Ah, nice
1: so um the Packers also winning 31 to 12 at home against the Dolphins uh not much to say right there just to let you know I know we were high on the praises of the Lions rush game against the Dolphins but they also just gave up 145 yards to Aaron Jones on the Packers who has not had any that that is like double his highest run game of the year so maybe that Dolphins defense is just very poor at defending the run after all
3: (laughs) Way to crush your hopes and dreams even further, Big Z. I'm
1: just going off the tone that was set with that wonderful um, song at the beginning of the
5: pod. <laughs> <laughs> How could that
3: not make you see sunshine and rainbows? I <laughs> um, But let's transition now
1: into <clears> next week, the Lions at home, three-point underdogs against the Panthers the panthers coming off an absolute uh, you guys think it was bad for the lions this week the panthers gave up 52 points to the steelers um on thursday night football and this so the panthers were up 7 nothing after 2 minutes in this game and literally 13 seconds later they're down 14-7 and then they end up losing by 30 with one. <laughs> <laughs> um it was yeah that was that was pretty bad it was hilarious to watch. Um but the Panthers, this this is a good team, still. They're six and three. They're one and three on the road though. Cam Newton is still a tank and Christian McCaffrey is finally rounding in the form. Yeah. Um,
4: seems Zach like Zach was formerly Denver,
1: the Yeah, <laughs> Zach Zenner was formerly the best white running back in the league, but I think Christian McCaffrey is now holding that title.
3: We'll see. Zero what an eight. elite title that is. Best white running back in the league.
1: <laughs> There's a lot to choose
2: from there. A very slick group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. I mean, w- w- are the Lions? Um. The the Panthers just gave up 52 points as we just described. This is the type of game where you can turn it around. This Panthers defense has not been very good this year. Um. They just gave up 28 points to the Buccaneers, 52 points to the Steelers, 21 points to the Ravens. Um. 31 points to the Giants. The Giants, they get 31 points to. This is a defense that's very susceptible. And it would be very disappointing if the Lions could not at least score, in my opinion, 24 to 27 points in this game. At a minimum. At a minimum. Yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah. Views. So, Rudd Dog, I want to ask you, uh, you're big on, like, what Patricia's one thing is. What is Pat- don't, don't tell me the one thing. Just what is Patricia telling his team this week? Besides not talking to the media.
3: Besides not talking to the media.
1: Yeah, Um, apparently there's a few Lions players going around trying to tell the other Lions players, don't talk to the media this week. That's Probably
3: good advice. Um, (laughs) I think he's telling these guys that the season is not over yet and Destiny's very much still in our hands. You know, I think he's getting these guys back on a – yeah, you, you gotta do whatever you can to convince them that th- there is no looking on to next year. We got another game this week. That if we come out and play, if we get our confidence up, sure we'll play the way we know we can. Then, well, we can get this thing back on track. So that's that's what I'd be telling them if I was Patricia. Okay. Was
1: um, um, yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia has got it they need they need to really work on somehow just their communication i i it's just very um they got they have to make sure they're studying up like in, an insane amount put the noise up i don't know what whatever they do in their practices they had to work on communication i don't know who that is at least on defense is that is that under rod davis i mean that could be another part of the, his game that we haven't really talked about communication on the field
5: here, here is that i got something. Davis?
1: is that the
3: coach Here's something maybe you know Beatings will continue until morale improves. You know, just grow – either, you know, whatever he's got to do, he's got to get these guys to sack up and start being positive about what's going on and working towards a common goal together. Because, like you said, there's disjointed. There seems to be a lack of communication. Uh, You know, too many can't, like, take them out in the middle of the night and run them into the ground the next day, you know, like – do something dramatic is like right now they need a kick in the ass.
4: Every week it seems like they talk about getting back to fundamentals, and then they don't get back to fundamentals. God, how many so, times have you heard that whatever,
3: in the four, different forms?
4: Whatever the message is, has to change. It, it has to get really simple, one game at a time. Offense just has to focus on. I think the offense yeah. is not working very well up the middle <clears throat> right now. They're not taking many shots farther than three to five yards.
2: No kidding. And I
4: think the defense just has to focus on remotely stopping the run game and getting some semblance of a pass rush. That's that would be what I would say. But I guess that's yeah one the
5: one
2: thing. And else yeah. They have the? Defense? You got to contain McCaffrey. Put a little pressure on uh, on the quarterback, and I think we got a chance. And
1: all they got to do, you guys, um, and I MLI have alive. Touched on this. Uh, they just have to execute right. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. their
1: favorite word to use around the locker room it's like they uh have like three words written on their the palm of their hand when they go into the media um fundamentals execute
2: yeah uh, i'll tell you, you what patricia's inter-
1: interviews at the end
2: of the game i've never heard a guy talk so much and say so little it's he's a master Maybe of saying nothing he's he'd be good it. he'd be a good politician <laughs> then right yeah, Maybe probably. his team's getting the same
3: type of information from him. Maybe that's part of the problem. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I don't know.
2: I don't know what it is. I, obviously, you can only say so much in, to the press. But, uh, well, yeah, he's got, a, he's got his work cut out I mean, for to get his team out, get the, on the I same page. I think we page. got
3: enough to work with. If you get this team somehow on the same page and motivated, we could, you could see us suddenly back in the hunt towards the end of the season, if you, if you can really sell to them, they, you know, get them to buy in to whatever he's trying to accomplish. But he's get- I did, I did
2: like the tweet by snacks. He, who was after the loss, it was very positive And, uh, he was very, he, he said one pride and all that stuff. And he was talking about the pain and the gain and whatever, but he, whatever it was, <laughs> he said, it was kind of poetic, but, uh, like, he's like, man, I ain't backing down for a second. He's ready to
1: rock, man. Now, if,
2: if more people can get that attitude, I think we'll be okay.
3: Hey, we're still...
1: Well, let, me, um, let me just... Let me quote his tweet there since you mentioned it. I'm a lion. My right. mane hangs down to my strains, and they're tied to the game. I stay dry when it rain. I'm tired of the fame. Got everything to gain, and I'm proud of the pain. One pride. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> I... I think that's pretty positive, man.
1: I like it. It is, and I like Snack. He's a good He Seems like a good it. leader going forward for sure.
2: Which we need more leadership. I don't think we maybe don't have enough on the player end.
1: Some of not, these
2: guys
4: not are kicking other people in the ass. Yeah. Our cornerbacks no. are like fighting each other last week. Like what was going on there? Like yeah. we, we need we need a strong voice on defense. Hey, family, I trust fight. Stafford. Families fight, not like that. <laughs> not <Tannata. laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Maybe that's a good thing, you know. Maybe it's a good thing to get it out of them. Maybe we need to set some clearing of the air. Something's got to happen, though. Something's got to give. This can't go on like this.
1: Something is going to happen, and that's this week against the Panthers. And, you guys, it's time for our most famous segment. Everybody talks about it across the country. Our our hundreds of listeners. (laughs) Um. Are ever so accurate predictions.
5: Predictions.
1: So this week, the Lions, like I said, at home against the Panthers, the first of three in a row. Uh, we have two games and a five-day span. So Connor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with you, and let's hear your predictions so for this week. So happy you
4: started with me. So happy you started with me. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that. Uh, we're going to defer the toss. We're going to get the ball, second half. I think Cam Newton's going to drive the first drive. He's going to wreck our D. We're going to be feeling bad. He's going to be 7-0. But then Matt Stafford from the Football Gods of will channel his powers, and we will come out to a 24-10 to 10 victory over the Panthers this week. 24-10, the I defense like stepping up. You know, yeah. the Kool-Aid, I'm, I'm choking on the Kool-Aid. Someone should call an ambulance. <laughs> no pri-
2: <laughs> Sam Martin's in the and right now. Alright UJ. Ah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh Connor's a good prediction. Uh I think uh I think there's a lot of pride on the line here. They're coming back home. Uh the defense, I think they're gonna be a little better. The they, they are already getting better against the run. And McCaffrey's a dangerous guy. I think they'll contain him pretty good. Uh I think we're going to keep them down to like 17 points on, on defense, which I think will be pretty good. And our offense, I predict Zenner will see a couple carries. And Blunt maybe be seeing the bench a little more. And I predict the Lions will score 31 points, and we we're going we're to come out strong early in the game for a change. And I say we're going we're to be up 14-7 early in the first quarter. So we're going to win 31-17. to I like that too. My prediction. And... All right.
3: I like it. Run dog. Okay. Um. Well, I was also going to say I think we come out strong early on. I think we put up a, a touchdown or two in the first quarter. Um, I think that our defense is also going to give up some points. I think when it's all said and done. I'm going to say 28 24 Detroit Lions.
1: Ooh, a close one. A close one.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But
1: a victory nonetheless. Thanks. So, finally, we get the win. Last week, Ben Roethlisberger was 22 of 25 for 328 yards and five touchdowns against this Panthers defense. This secondary is bad. We need to exploit it because. Because in conjunction their defensive line is not too great either, I should add. Um their best pass rusher is Julius Peppers and he's very old. Uh he, he's definitely waning down. So having said that, I'm really confident in this Lions team's ability to score some points this week. I think they they get to that thirty point threshold. They get they win thirty to twenty this week. That's my prediction. Thirty to twenty.
3: Ooh, okay. All
1: right. So we're going to kick three field goals and score three touchdowns. We'll score in six different possessions. We'll move the ball all day. Jim Bob Cooter will have a little bit of his red zone struggles, but we'll end up winning this game. <laughs> yeah, more we'll struggles will keep
2: going. I like it. Hey, Z, Z, can, can we get Patricia back on here next week? Uh, you know, he hasn't answered um, too for a We can try. Long,
1: like you said, he's not, uh, he's not answering too many questions these days. So, at least – it, um, <laughs> well, we'll try. I, I, I'll try it. I gotta do better. I gotta do better. Okay. I've been too nice to him. I've been too nice to him. I, I gotta force him back on here.
2: Yeah, we need to do that. All right, but I mean, for we sure. want to
1: thank Mitch Trubisky for stopping in today um, for a
2: brief Thanks, call. Mitch. Thanks, um, it,
3: uh,
1: it, Mitch. He barely, knows truth, how to work, he barely knows how to work the phone, but we're, we're glad he can. He pressed the right buttons to phone in and out at, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, we're all predicting the Lions' victory. It's not over yet, Lions fans, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We're three and six. Ten and six is still on the horizon. Um, but yep. as always, last but not very least,
3: go
5: Lions!
3: Lions! you. With the blue, blue, and, and, blue silver and silver waves, silver waves. And then wave. cheer the rah, break, Rock, rock, rock Roll hard with, with hard the game With honor, you go give your faith Down, Down the field, field and gain The Lions' victory. victory
2: Go! go.